Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continue to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. The economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time talking for about. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Thanks to the Motor Mouthers for sticking around. Motor Mouthers. Gearheads. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got some phone calls, huh? Just took a little contest to, yeah, to wake that the sleepies. Florence, the whole Florence Henderson thing. It was Florence Henderson. And anybody didn't catch that for the commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, saw they did like a fixer flip on the Brady Bunch house. You guys see any of that? I've no. seen some of it. Actually, it's pretty compelling, to be honest with you. Yeah. They're updating it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The problem is the house really fit none of the set. For the Brady Bunch, you know, because the outside shot is up in Studio uh, Studio City, I believe. But anyway, um, so they kind of really had to reconfigure the house in a lot of ways. For but, filming? Well, or well, for this flip? But, no, they're do- yeah, they're doing it. It's HGTV bought the house for like $3.8 million. Oh, my gosh. And they bought the house and they've built this, the interior of the house now. To replicate what the um, uh, stage set was at Paramount Studios hmm. for uh, for the Brady Bunch, it's pretty, actually pretty compelling to watch. <laughs> I Exciting. have seen it. I have seen it. Yeah, this week they did. Uh, there was some drama when HGTV the, bought the house. Yeah, yeah, somebody beat somebody out on a contract or something. Yeah, and was unable to f- perform on a contract. Yeah, I I'm, you know, I'm not so sure that I'd want to live in that neighborhood. Because not everybody's going to be driving by to see the house. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tourist attraction, so you kind of lose yeah. that privacy thing that you enjoy. Yeah. But that's why you have a $4 million house. Yeah. I wow. mean, you're buying that <laughs> knowing what you're getting yourself into, I would think. Yeah, if you don't yeah. like that, you go the next block over and buy the <laughs> yeah. one for a million try bucks. The, try the Zillow's estimate on that one. Okay, the Brady right. Bunch house here is on... <laughs> and Studio City is at $3.8 million, but my house next door is what? Worth less because of the traffic and nuisance. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. But, yeah, it's pretty compelling if you haven't seen it hmm. to watch them do it. They did a pretty good job. There's a – in Atascadero, there's like, you know – well, this is true most places, but schools in very residential areas. And oftentimes I look at the people that live there right next to the school – especially when it's like main thoroughfare type of road right there. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's probably really only for 20 or 30 minutes a day, but so busy. I deal with this. I I live very near the elementary school in Morro Bay. But and... there's more than one way to that school, though, right? Eh, not, I mean, yes, there are multiples. I mean, you could go down pretty much any one of the But going up on your street is the... the best? No, it's just one of... 
the route. So, yeah, maybe it doesn't get full impact as the only access point, right. but it definitely gets impacted those couple times a day. Um, but it's not bad. Yeah. Doesn't bug it's you. Not, it's not too bad. No, I mean, because we have school-age kids, too, so we're doing the... The kids shuffle at that same time, so it's my, not like I really pay My attention. daughter goes to Santa Margarita School, which is like a dead end with a residential neighborhood up the side. It's also not a very big school, but it's big enough that that road gets pretty congested. Mm-hmm. And these some people that have lived on this road for a long time, right? My boys went there back in the day, and so this, this guy's got like cinder block, blocks up on end with like a split rail piece of wood. In between the cinder blocks, like tucked all the way up to the street, so you couldn't possibly pull into the shoulder there, you know, to drop your kid off safely. God forbid, park in front of this dude's house. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's to see if it really makes you grumpy to be there. You probably should go yeah. somewhere. School's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, it can be. It can be a problem. The neighbors to this house have probably are like, oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. More traffic. <laughs> it's definitely something when buying a house you have to consider. There's there's so many things about a home that you can change, but the location is is generally pretty fixed. You know, that that's the part of it you're not going to change. That's what Unless you're buying. Unless you got one of those good trailer houses. <laughs> sure. Then sure. you just pick the house and change the yard. Assuming you're buying something that's tied to a parcel number, uh, yeah, then you're you're probably stuck in, in that spot, in that little patch of dirt, and uh, so that's something you really have to consider. We had some friends a few years back buy in Los Osos on one of the thoroughfares there, and you know we were like, just think about that. You know, if you have kids, it's something you're going to be thinking about when they're going outside, how safe it is for them to be out front alone. and Yeah, and Los Osos, I mean, that's one of those things, if you don't know what you're doing, too, that um, not all of the streets go through. Right. Many, many of the, like, odd number streets have an obstruction by the water tower break, so you got... One road goes through and the next one doesn't, and the next one's dirt. Yeah, it does go through, some, some but it's kind dirt. Of dirt, like makeshift. Right? Yeah, with a, like <laughs> probably a lake in the middle of it that could swallow a whole Honda Civic, but that's story for another show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's you got to kind of know your way around that, right? Pick You get up on the one with the double yellows in the middle, and it's like, well, that's those are there because this is a, the busiest road that goes through here. Mm-hmm. Location, location, location. That's right. It's a cliche for a reason. It matters. Yeah. Uh, what a week. Yeah. What a what a quarter. We just finished an incredibly busy quarter. Survived. Survived. Yeah. <laughs> we uh. Yeah, we had a tremendous amount of business. Um, Was re- the? I think the official. I'm probably going to be exaggerating this by like 10% maybe, but I'm going to say the official third quarter production for our company was double second quarter production. Ooh, I don't know. I It sounds reasonable. Close-ish, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how volume picked up at the midpoint of the year. We, um, we saw obviously refinancing was the driver of that pickup we went from about a 75 25 purchase to refi split of volume to a 60 40 more like yeah 55 45 refi Mm -hmm. heavy so um a lot of refinancing activity a lot of 
a lot of people cutting their payments down, pulling cash out. Um, Making moves, just yeah, kind of bettering their financial situation, whatever, whatever it may be. And um, you know, we were just hanging out with a friend last night who was one of the many that refinanced last quarter, and he was saying how he, you know, the home values in such a place where they were able to pull, um, you know, a little bit of money out and pay off all their consumer debt. And he was just saying how it changed their lives. They just you know, got rid of everything that's high interest, basically. All the credit cards, the, you know, auto loans aren't necessarily high interest, but they're a shorter term and high payment. Um, so they got all that stuff wiped out in I one I love this suite. story, by the way. And and their overall total mortgage payment only went up a few bucks, but they eliminated, you know, four figures worth of monthly consumer debt. Right. And this is one of those pretty awesome stories of some people who... Are kind of young marrieds getting traction in the career jobs now, have young kids. Um, like most Americans, I'd say, have, you know, wrestled with having to have car payments and then life's little setbacks oftentimes end up on a credit card when you're in that phase. And so uh, a few years back, they were able to. I call it rubbing pennies together and an buy FHA a house loan. with an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. Minimum down payment, a little bit of gift funds from mom and dad, um, sweet deal from some friends of yours that own a mortgage company, and you're in. And then, yeah, some market appreciation, a few good swings, and some help from the economy, and able now to change like the course of reality. It's a it's such a big impact to monthly cash flow, elimination of debt. I mean, take so much strain off you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then still come away with, after all said and done, still come away with 20% equity in the house. So no mortgage insurance. And yeah, all that all that debt eliminated, all that stress and headache behind you. Pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Those, those stories are, um, those are the refi stories lately. Yeah. Those are the people that were helping. Um, I, there's another gal that I was working with this week. We got a little bit of work to do because she bought her house and then had a snafu with the mail mm-hmm. and ended up with like a utility collection, which is total rubbish, but see what it did there. It was, uh, (laughs) it's going to, it's ultimately, we're going to be able to get rid of it, but for the time being, her credit score is down, but, um, similar kind of thing about just doing a refi, um, not so much just to take cash out, but when, when they bought their house, they had, um, issue qualifying over a recent change of employment. And so they had to add mom as a non-oc co-borrower. And it sounded like a really good idea at the time. And now the feedback I get is my husband is super upset that this is hanging over our head. My mom hangs it over our head and we need free of this soon. Mm. So uh, it was totally necessary when they bought the house, but it hasn't been that long in the, the arrangement. She's like, I don't even care if my payment goes up. I need to figure out how to get my mother off of my um being my co-signer. So anyhow, lots of lots of things like that. Just fixing little things, taking care of debt, getting rid of mortgage insurance, getting people off title that need off title. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely a very busy quarter. 
And um, some of the refis, too, by the way, we've really got good at it. We've really got good at doing these slam dunk refis where um, doing so many of them so frequently again, as you really start to catch a good groove about how you can get an appraisal waiver to keep the fees down and the process simple. Um, you get get in the groove of you know the getting used to the the reduced documentation that oftentimes comes with one of those cheap and easy refis where instead of having to cough up your full financials on everything you've got, it's just a pay generally a pay stub, maybe a W two from last year. So it's um, from that aspect, it's there. A lot of these, the feedback that we're getting from these refis are saving people. I would suggest an average of two hundred bucks a month. That's about where it goes down, and um, the feedback is generally like, "Man, that was." That was pretty straightforward, and we're like, yeah, we we thought so too, um, and it's not it's not necessarily that we're just crushing it at easy transactions. It's just that when you have bought your home in the last couple of years or refied in the last couple of years, and you're not taking cash out, payment and term, and everything was getting better. That that system has some um, AI to it that says. You're no risk. You're at the same job. You have the same bank account. You have the same credit score. We believe your house is worth what it was last time. So go ahead. And pretty pretty nice to have those easy transactions right now. Nobody expected 2019 to bring this refi boom. No, that was very unexpected. Yeah. And, and it seems like I'm sure we got to take a commercial break here, but afterwards we can kind of talk about the market environment and how those those low rates are just creeping back up on us here um it seems like we're just we're not far away from from the low point we hit just a month or two ago um so it seems like we're poised for a busy winter here as well i read an interesting (laughs) article this week though talking about how people feel rate locked to their home and why that is having inventory issues so Hmm. yeah let's Let's dig into that stuff after the first break here of the show. We need to take some time to thank the sponsors, and we'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 
772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I mean, you're the the lead in there with that drop. It's just a little bit more energy than I feel like I'm bringing to the table this morning. We're we're pumping it up here. I know. I got to step up my game. I should probably pull this hoodie off and like try to like, you know, cool down and wake up. Yeah. I've only been able to get like two sips of coffee down the hatch so far. Feeling sleepy. Yeah. It's busy weeks, man. These have been busy weeks. We did manage to sneak a uh, day trip to go see Dan's Oakland Athletics give a shake at a wild card winner-take-all game. Yep. They did not win. They did not shake very much. No. A lot of shaking. There we go. So anyways. Won't get fooled again. Want to remind you guys that we are live in the studio this morning. Hey, if you'd like to call, we don't have a contest, but you know, if you want, to, we could have one. If you want to ask a question, Got any gift cards in your wallet or I anything we can give away? Who sang that song? Don't. Then we're not giving away a gift for that. Any, any listener of this show that, self-respecting listener of this show, I don't know. The who's the who's pretty popular though, right? Wouldn't you say? I would think. Yeah, you might have heard of him. 
It's going to fish through here for a gift card. Real quick. <laughs> a gift card. See, I've got a four-year-old uh, prepaid Visa. It's, uh, I think it has um, I got a 370 four- remaining on it. I got, a, <laughs> I got a four-year-old hunting license. I don't know why I'm packing that around. Hmm. No. Nope. Uh, yeah, don't think we have much. But we will answer a question if you had a question. For sure. We could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is your opportunity to ask a question. You know, usually guys with the level of intelligence and experience we have charge like, what, three fifty, four hundred bucks an hour mm-hmm. for question answering? Right in and that Here range, we are yeah. doing it for the low, low price. If you call now, order two, we'll make it free. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I also had some conversations with some, um, clients and some friends this week about just the health of the market. This, the current state of things sure has people wondering again, yesterday, a fella called me, I think he's a listener to the show. I think that's how I met him originally, but we've spent some time through the years working on, uh, scenarios and, and kind of problems, um, just kind of coming up with solutions, you know. I think originally we met because his grandparents were aging to the point where they needed mortgage for, like, um, medical expenses. And just had a pretty expensive and free and clear home. Um, so, anyhow, that was, that was how we met. Just trying to kind of strategize over some of those creative ways make sure you explore all of the options to figure it all out and so anyway we were we're on the phone yesterday afternoon and and he was he's just calling to find out um you know kind of get pre-approved looking at another house kind of thing and and then was like man i i bought my last house right there in 2005 2006 Mm. and uh is that am i doing this again is this is this again He's like, we we rode it to the bottom and worked it all the way back, and it's definitely worth more than it was then, but that was a tumultuous... Right. Felt kind of trapped there for a while. Yeah. And um, I'm like, no. No. And you can't... You just can't make that claim without getting involved in a kind of a lengthy discussion because there's a really good logical basis that we can go off of of why we're not going to see real estate values plummet like that again um but you can't just make the claim and not back it up right so then there you go talking about how people have these ultra low interest rates and how rents have increased and one you know we learned from the recession that rents went up and as people lost houses more of them became tenants and since then, loan officers are better at what they do. Disclosures are more robust. Loans are fully documented and fully amortizing. It's almost honestly like the polar opposite, nearly the polar opposite of every single characteristic we had in terms of uh, housing and finance. Um, we now have figured out how to take the exact opposite stance on it. You agree? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the credit worthiness, the qualification, the collateral component, the way we order appraisals, the the lack of that influence. There's so much over everything that I feel pretty confident now that um, 
We've given ourselves the best opportunity to not let financing be the reason why people overspend and then kind of throw in the towel when they realize they bit off more than they could chew. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I fully expect we're going to go into a period where real estate values are going to be flat or maybe slightly negative, like normal. Sure. That not would be a normal event. 10, 20, 30% less. Mm-hmm. We've got a caller on the line. How about that? We've got Pete calling from San Luis Obispo. Good morning, Pete. Hello, people. How are we doing? Um, I'm okay. All right. And I'm not involved in this, but I've been seeing some ads by Tom Selleck about reverse mortgages. Oh, yeah. I see those on TV, too. Yeah. The ads are pretty lame. Figures. But I know a few. But he's a familiar face, people. so he makes you feel comfortable. Hey, if you don't trust that yeah. mustache, if you can't trust that mustache, who can you trust? Get out of the country. <laughs> I know a couple of people that are doing that, and I just thought I would just ask you guys. I don't have any specific pro and con or question, but if you could just discuss it for us. Yeah, sure. Awesome, in, Pete. In your infinite wisdom. Sure. Thank you. So I'll get off the air and just listen like all the other people. All, all right. right. Appreciate Pete. the call. Thank you. Um, man, I, I love this conversation. I had this conversation uh, with a family member just this week. That question, you know, of reverse mortgage. Is it the like... The most misunderstood mortgage? I mean, that's how I bunch. describe it. Yeah. It is the most misunderstood mortgage that exists today, for sure. Um, and also this falls under the category of one of those things where, uh, people know they're like, they know, right. Their minds are made up that this is not good. Well, yeah, I, I feel like there's the a sentiment, stigma. The sentiment is that you've somehow failed yourself. If yeah. you need a reverse mortgage that or it's, your kids, it's only a negative. Yeah. There's a, there's a stigma attached to it. And, um, you know, and generally, I'll tell you what the the conversation is. Usually, you have to to break down and combat mostly the same type of uh, thing. So, um, the banks it's a good deal for the banks because they just wait until they can throw you out and take your house. Uh, doesn't happen. It's not a thing. Uh, it's programs set up to to prevent that from happening. In fact, um, and you know, then secondly, I think the next thing is that you're a failure. If you need a reverse mortgage, you're a failure. And people just don't want to do that. It's like the final, they're at some period because they're over 62. They're balancing medical needs or loss of employment, early retirement, you know, cashing in assets in a time when the stock market's not doing good, whatever it is. And they, this is like the the kind of the the final admission of, okay, I didn't do it right, and now I need this thing to stop my bleeding or solve my problem. And, um, again, I'm going to suggest it's just the opposite of that. Um, so so back up to the beginning here, reverse mortgages, there's a private and public um, component to reverse mortgages. We're just going to talk about the public ones under HUD. Um, the they're others the, – They're the majority of the market anyway. Hugely. Very much so. The the private label reverse mortgages that do jumbo loan amounts and a couple of other things are um, make up a very small segment of the market, but they do exist. Uh, but yeah, so for a HUD reverse mortgage, how it works, 
You got to be 62 years old or older. Um, all occupants of the home. Okay. So if you got husband and wife or, uh, you know, what have you both have to be over 62. And if you're not married, but you have a roommate or a significant other that lives with you, they're less than 62. That's a problem. Um, the, the FHA kind of got some, some dirt on their face over issues that, um, that come up at the tail end of a reverse mortgage. And usually what's end up happening, um, on a, on a reverse mortgage, you have to be able to occupy the home as your primary residence. And once you're gone and unable to occupy it as your primary residence for a period of six months, then you are supposed to refinance your loan or pay your loan off. Um, and then FHA does have some power to come in and force the sale of your home. But again, this is because you're not there. You're not occupying it. Yeah, and you've contractually agreed to be there. And so I probably, you know, most most commonly what happens here is somebody, um, you know, maybe it's just an elderly person who ages in their home to the point where suddenly they need assisted living type of accommodations, and they just can't be in their home anymore. Um, so what happens to the home? Well, FHA doesn't want this reverse mortgage just sitting there. Um, and they, I guess the six months number is kind of a magic one, because if you need to go to an assisted care facility for a period of a month or six weeks or something, that's not a problem. It's when you can't occupy it for a full six months that they come a knocking. So anyhow, um, as we talk about this, I feel compelled just to let you guys know we do reverse mortgages and uh, consider us a great way to do a reverse mortgage. When you follow the old like Tom Selleck prompt on the commercial to call, you're going to a company that does only reverse mortgages. And generally, I don't think you get as fair of a discussion as I'm going to give you with it, which is... Um, Dan, how many how many reverse mortgages? I mean, as a percentage of our business, wow. it's not even one percent, no, or even close to one percent. It's very few, and you know, honestly, because here's the the real talk about a reverse mortgage is they're generally adjustable rate in nature, so they go up and down with the broader economy, um, and. It's a negatively amortizing loan. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You borrow two hundred fifty bucks and two hundred fifty thousand bucks. Don't have a mortgage payment or whatever, but you got an interest rate of five percent or whatever it is, and the five percent on the two hundred fifty thousand dollars is growing. There's an interest that's due every month, and so this is what a negatively amortizing loan is. You add the interest to the loan balance and the interest keeps accruing, right? So it's just like that that principle. Remember when you're a kid and they're trying to get you psyched on savings and they tell you this compound interest, mm -hmm. you know? Put your put your hundred bucks in the bank and then pretty soon you'll have a hundred and two bucks. And now you're earning interest on a hundred and two bucks. And then, man, just a snowball. And by the time you're eighty three, you're gonna have two hundred bucks. This is, you know, kind of the principle of a negatively amortizing loan is growing every month. And it's growing at a pretty good rate 
on account of it's usually a lot of money, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, it it solves a cash flow problem. That's It sure can. And, and so this part of the conversation I like to talk about is um, this is the component of like, well, who's a good candidate for a reverse mortgage? And I think the no-brainer here, the low-lying fruit is the person that needs it out of necessity, right? S- 70 years old, no job, Social Security is in, insufficient now to keep up with the new medication and the mortgage payment that's 1500 bucks a month would just – life would be a whole lot easier if we didn't have to have that. We could bridge this all over. And that dude looks at all the options and just really can't qualify for anything. Not really a good option for him. Can't get an interest-only loan. He's just trying to lower his monthly nut. But he can't really come up with a plan that's a great plan because he doesn't qualify for anything. And the help's not good enough. It, it just maybe lowers the payment from 1500 to 1000 This dude needs from 1500 to zero. And so you look at it. Reverse mortgage. That's the, that's the necessity guy. Has to have it. Has no other path forward. Exhausted savings. You know, his next move is he's going to start running up credit cards, and it's just, it's going to go from bad to worse. That's the guy that has to have it. We see that guy. That's a. Those are the reverse mortgages usually that we really do. You know, those are the people that have to have it. Then the next one is usually um, I see is wealthy people. They've got state attorneys and um, tax lawyers and a team of folks, and they are good at knowing how you create, preserve, and then generationally distribute wealth created in this lifetime. Those guys have figured out that the reverse mortgage is a pretty great way to to build a package around one component of that. And so isn't that an interesting dichotomy? Over here you have this insolvent aging senior that's in crisis mode and needs a reverse mortgage, right? This is the guy that has the shame and, you know, whatever. Maybe at that point he doesn't because it just has a problem he has to solve. The other end of the spectrum, you have wealthy people showing up to get a reverse mortgage because it's advantageous for them from an estate planning and tax inheritance Mm -hmm. tax perspective. No shame whatsoever, right? Exploiting the system, kind of. They're they're not even the intended recipient, but the tax code and the planning and the way that they can use this um, is pretty powerful. So, um, and then somewhere in the middle of that is is the other person who, um, you know, maybe you're self-employed your whole life and you did, you socked away a couple million bucks into the retirement account and now you're 65, and maybe your house is paid for or close to it, and you your family genetics suggests that you might live twenty five years. Two million bucks for twenty five years ain't enough, sadly. Um, and so that money's all invested into the market and trying to grow, right? And we go through these tumultuous cycles in the stock market where sometimes it's great that that's all invested in diverse funds and it's growing and it's doing great, and you're. Okay, cool. We're actually making some interest, you know, dividend, all these kind of incomes from this investment money because the market's good and it's all helping me. And now you're not hitting the principal as hard every year for living, right? That's an ideal situation. But what happens when the market goes through a correction where the Dow drops 15 or 20% and now every position you sell to meet your 
obligations at home are selling at a 20% hit, which if you left them there, time tells us it comes back. But when you sell it, it can't come back. So now you're selling your investments at a reduced value out of necessity to pay your upkeep at home. That guy comes in for a reverse mortgage and says, hey, I I don't need a reverse mortgage because I'm destitute. I need a reverse mortgage so I can leave the money that I have in the investment vehicles doing what it does. That's part of my plan. And the reverse mortgage then for this guy can supplement that so he doesn't have to sell position in a down market or you know, cash in an annuity or something that's probably outperforming his adjustable rate reverse mortgage. Um, and when we go through the whole thing and sort it all out, um, you know, it kind of comes down to uh, inheritance and family issues and all those kind of things. And I suppose that's probably worth covering before we move on from this. Let's do a, the final break here. Um, cause we need to slip this break and we get back and we can talk a little bit more about that, um, that inheritance aspect of the reverse mortgage and why I think sometimes people should give it a better listen kind of more of a fair shake than they do. So let's take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to face some tills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, 
built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Nice pull, Jim. Like that? Yeah, oh, this is the this is the soundtrack here that made us fall in love with that mustache. And now we trust them for major financial decisions. <laughs> um All right. Just got to dive back in. If you don't like this conversation, I'm sorry. Um but we have to finish it. If you do like it, then you're probably glad we're going to finish it. Um, well, this is one of the coolest parts here. I think the tax advantages... Well, before we totally lay out the tax advantage, I was going to say from an inheritance standpoint, one of the reverse mortgages I did um, met with this couple that had money invested, right? Get some pension, have some Social Security, have a mortgage still, and basically the pension and the social security was sufficient to live on in terms of like all of the other stuff. Right. But their budget was missing by essentially the mortgage, right? Their mortgage payment was a couple thousand bucks. And that was really what their, their shortfall was in their budget. And so they're taking $24,000 a year out of their investment accounts to pay the $2,000 a year mortgage. Well, we don't want a reverse mortgage. Yeah, I understand that. But listen, if you don't pay the – like, yeah, you're going to have a loan and the balance is growing, but you also have an asset and the balance is growing. And would your kids rather inherit that extra equity – because you took the money from the stock accounts to pay down the home loan, or would they rather just have the house, which is appreciating whether or not it has a loan, and then an investment in the market, um, which potentially is appreciating. I mean, obviously, I said matters that the view in time. But bottom line is, oftentimes, we're shuffling assets around from one to the other at tax ramifications, right? We're selling stocks, making it income, then we're paying the house, and we're we're in this whole game of we're, we're depleting this asset to move this over here. And oftentimes, when you, when you kind of unpack that and get down to it, you go, hey, this is, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. You'd... It does make it easier when you remember that the home that you've been making mortgage payments on for all this time is just one of your many assets that you've been acquiring and nurturing throughout your life. And it's something that when you 
need an asset. It's one of the available assets to you. And it doesn't mean you should. It doesn't mean you have to. It just means it's one to consider. Right. And then you have to, but that means you have to learn about it. You have to dispel the myths. You have to decide whether it's the right fit for you, Mm -hmm. which is how we end up back at this place where like, this is one of the more misunderstood loan products where everybody's an expert, you know? Right. Well, don't do that with all the judgment, whatever. So um, we got a couple of phone calls here. Um, We're going to... Are we Par- ready to do a call? You're ready for a call? Yeah, yeah right. let's, let's do... get John from Atascadero on the line. Morning, John. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Good morning. I have a question. I've kind of been going back and forth with my wife on this. I had a, a parent that passed away and received a substantial inheritance, and she wants to roll that into a remodel into the house. I want to pay off the mortgage. Yeah, and then we have no debt. We're, you know, mid fifties and looking to retire in seven, eight years. And my point is that why can't we just keep pay off that, and then we'll just keep paying ourselves what we're paying on the mortgage, about twenty six hundred a month. Yeah, so it seems to me that then we're not then we're not locked into a bank. We don't we don't have that. What you're talking about with this reverse mortgage? I think we got to pay is taxes every year. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, John, do you guys have a financial advisor? Yeah, we just have uh, Vanguard, and my wife so, is falling. So this is, uh, there's a handful of these people that pop up in our lives for various reasons, and they're generally asking for referrals, and what you're describing is largely what they do, is they say, well, let's sit down together and look at the options, and most of these guys will meet with you I mean, I think at the end of the day, what they really want is to gain trust with you by demonstrating um, professional advice that makes sense and it's going to have a plan. Um, I think sometimes they're like, they're almost like um, marriage counselors or perhaps they're the, um, the step before a marriage counselor, maybe to prevent that. Um I think it's easy to get pulled in different directions, and and it's one of those things where you guys both have some interests and desires, and I think you're both right. And I wouldn't venture to say one of you needs to just win and prevail without making this a, a reasonable exercise. And I think many of the listeners could benefit from this advice, which is go sit down with a financial planner. Um, one of the things that I do believe wholeheartedly is that when there's money in motion, which is generally selling a business, retiring, unloading a big investment property, uh, receiving inheritance from uh, family members, there's money in motion where this has potential to have sizable impact on your guys's life. And, um, you know, I would I would just suggest that I'm not going to weigh in on whether paying off the house or doing a remodel or any of those things that we could even say today that one's the best option. But I know that what you guys should do would be to sit down with somebody to show you the budget and the options and projecting and talking about retirement and looking at what it means to have the house paid off versus, you know, the other options. And then at least, you know, you're making a decision that is, has absolutely nothing to do with, um, 
you know, one winning or the other, but having done your best to evaluate the options and make the best financial decisions, I, I really believe that that's probably the best thing to do. Um, I would seek out a financial advisor. And most of these guys, they'll just, they'll sit with you for a consult and figure out. I mean, um, if you have a, yeah, if you have someone that has a plan where you can do something with that money that's going to yield a better return than just saving the three and a half or 4% you're paying out on a mortgage, I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at. Can I do something better with this money than that's going to be better than three and a half to 4% year over year? Right. Because if so, then it may be better to leave the mortgage on and do something else with that money. As far as put reinvesting it into your home and you know improving your home, that that comes down to a personal decision of how much the home today is meeting your needs. Um, you know, providing the comfort and or and or luxury that you want at home um, in your in your retirement years. You know, that's that's something that really only you and your wife can decide. Right. Um, you can look at things like yeah. what kind of return on investment for value. It's not but. hard. I mean, generally, when you look at so interestingly enough, I mean, this plays a little bit into this conversation. It's like I believe America's addicted to the three percent thirty year fixed. Okay, and one of the reasons here that this is an interesting thing to you is historically, like if you go back and take these longer periods than you know, going and looking for three or 12 month windows. But when you look at one, three, five, 10 year runs of what investment accounts do in, in the markets here, and now you can be diversified in every kind of market, even globally, mix in bonds and stocks. I mean, what you need to beat is, you know, today, a three and three quarter, 30 year fixed, right? So yeah. that's not too terribly hard to beat, and that's difference. You know, if you're if you're making like you know my investment account year to date, it's making like thirteen percent. So if I was in your position, if I pay off the mortgage and lose the tax write off, which by the way, my home interest is like the only write off I have left in my life, which I think is like most people. Um, you lose the write off, so now you pay more in taxes, but then also. Um, that money sidelined from being able to maybe perform in another investment that would um, pay pay way better than the low, low interest costs of the home loan. But that also, I mean, that's venturing into opinions, okay? Um, one of the, you know, some of the old schoolers would say, nah, 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 nah. That's leverage talk. And if you've got cash and you got debt, you should pay off your debt. Right. And, the, and, yeah. and are those guys wrong? I don't think so. You know, there's a, there's lots of different ways to to kind of look at this. And I would just suggest that really careful consideration before doing anything. I read this book back in the like early 2000s that was about um, leveraging. And these guys basically said, well, if I gave you five hundred thousand dollars, would you put it in a shoebox in your basement? And you go, well, no, I, I would, no, it could be damaged. Um, inflation's going to beat it. There's better things to do with $500,000 in cash than bury it in my basement. And they said, great, now that you understand equity, we can move on to a more sensible conversation. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Um, and, and again, I'm not sure I agree with that completely because a paid off house is a pretty powerful thing, especially when they cost, you know, thousands of dollars a month. But um, anyways, I, I would say seek out a financial advisor and, and 
go through the exercise of working through what all of the options are. And I bet you find a cool mm-hmm. compromise in there somewhere where instead of doing a $200,000 remodel, maybe you do a $30,000 remodel and spread some of this money around into um, plans that meet all of the objectives. We got to run into this break right now, John, but I do know some financial advisors. If you want some advice, um, why don't you reach out to me um, at the company this week and I can give you a referral if you'd like. Um, Our number is 805-543-LOAN. So reach out to me if you want to get a referral um, and we'll, we'll go from there. That's a great, that's a great question. And um, there's, like I said, there's no, there's no perfect answer to it and it's perfectly debatable, whatever the answer is. So that's where I think that putting your head together with somebody that's real good at um, helping multiple people analyze this type of um, opportunity. I mean, and that's really what it is, is is this is not a problem. This is an Uh, opportunity. And there's so many right answers. You just have to kind of fit, figure out where, where it falls within your risk appetite. You know, my dad would be the kind of guy who would say, oh, you pay off your mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's the kind of, you know, he's always looking at, well, any investments, a potential risk, you know, it's not a risk not having a mortgage. There's See, no but risk I'm also to that. of the mindset, too, though, is like, well, hang on. A hundred thousand dollars out on a mortgage is like four hundred bucks a month four twenty one or something. Right. At today's rates. Mm-hmm. So. That's over 30 years. So when you're in your 50s, like John said, um, probably don't want to idea of having a new 30-year loan, right? Especially not if the idea of paying your house off has always motivated you in life. But a $100,000 remodel for most people is very significant. Mm-hmm. And would you pay 400 bucks a month for a hundred grand worth of remodel? Maybe. And if the mortgage today is 2000 bucks, then maybe there's an opportunity to greatly reduce that into a really low and manageable payment, which is really equal to a car payment for most people. And then you could accomplish a really significant refi and have the lion's share of the money pay off the mortgage and or be into investments. There's uh, there's so many interesting ways to kind of chop this thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to somebody who knows is smart. All right, guys, we're going to do our uh, top of the hour commercial break here for about five minutes. We'll be back with a whole another hour of Mortgage Matters, and we hope you guys stick around. talking about reverse mortgages we talked about what to do if you inherit some money how to 
how to handle that. We still have more reverse mortgage talk to get to. We have a couple questions from off air. Yes, we do. I had a walk-in this week with a question. He threatened to call in on the radio, but thought, I'll just walk in instead. Okay. So I thought we could, you know, it was essentially, it wanted to be a radio question. So we could it was inspired that. by the radio yeah. as a radio question. So we've got a lot to cover here. This is going to be an action-packed second hour. There it is. There's so. a jobs report, Dan. Oh, there's, there's manufacturing there's data. economic news. We've got some reporting <laughs> here about global um, economies that are worth noting. We've got a lot of ground to cover here in just uh, one hour. <laughs> That's right. But your calls and questions are always our priority. So if you have been inspired to call and ask a question, do so. The number here is 805-543-8830, 805-543-8830. You can ask a question, like tell Jim, if you don't want to go on the air, you don't have to go on the air. I realize some people don't mind it and some people actually want to go on the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so just to kind of round out the rest of that reverse mortgage talk is, you know, we kind of drove through some of those last scenarios about who might want one and why, and that I, I think in most of, you know, I really, I painted some pretty good color on three different scenarios that are all great reasons to do a reverse mortgage. Um, that being said, again, when I have this conversation, I just want to tell people, you're never going to find me steering you into one loan program or another. My job here is I'm an expert at this stuff, right? I know it in and out. I could talk about it clearly in my sleep. And my job is to help understand what your needs and wants and desires and limitations. You know, we need to try to figure this whole thing out and then we'll have an honest conversation together about. Well, was, was the, here's an option. This is the pros and cons of it as I see them. What do you think? And and we just sort of have that discussion and try to come up with a, a good path forward. Oftentimes, we're involving um, a financial advisor, right, or tax attorneys. We might need to rope other people into this conversation. And um, so anyways, I just want to say again, I didn't want this. This all started out just by answering some questions here from Pete, but um, I just wanted to, to really be clear. We don't do a lot of reverse mortgages. They're, um, they are incredibly profitable loans. They're, um, for some people, they're a great fit. We don't steer people into any loan program. So I can give you really honest, objective advice about the program and talk clearly and openly about it. I find myself in the reverse mortgage conversation is um, I'm a little bit of a cheerleader in terms of I, I I mean we've made this our job now uh, doing mortgage matters here for over ten years and I just want to say um, to some capacity then you're you're a mortgage educator sure of kind of it's a, a finance part of the job educator yeah you're um, well, and now here in the local community, too, it's a little bit more than your job since we do the show or are helping people. And and the whole end to this is really just a greater financial literacy for people, right? You have uh, This is an outlet to hear objective conversation from some people that really know what's going on and that are really in touch with it. So that's what we're doing here. And so when I talk about reverse mortgage, I want to dispel those myths. I want to give examples of when... Next time you're at the country club and somebody says, you know, well, Ethel and I are looking into a reverse mortgage. 
somebody who's over here is going to roll their eyes, you know, and, oh, you know, Betty Sue did that and ruined her whole life, and you should don't be stupid. Those are the kind of things that happen. And so I'm just hoping that somewhere along the way, somebody else that's heard this show leans in to that guy and says, hey, that's not the whole story. And I'm not going to attempt to tell you the whole story, but you should go talk to these guys, and they'll help you sort out where or not this is a good deal for you, why or why not, help you kind of craft a whole plan and understand it better. And And the point you're making about, you know, not necessarily this being a huge part of our business and not steering people into that loan program, it's not to say that we don't understand the loan program or understand when it's the right fit for somebody. We definitely understand that. Um, The difference is that we... It's not the only loan program we do, whereas a lot of companies like the Tom Selleck commercial company, that's all they do. Call 1-800-REVERSE now. So when you call them, everything you're you're talking with them about, they're going to use it as an avenue to steer you back towards the why why a reverse mortgage is the right thing for you. Whereas when we're talking to you about it, we're really evaluating whether or not it is because we don't... We don't have an interest in you going that direction versus a, a regular mortgage direction. They're all equal to us. It's just which have, which one makes right. the most sense for you. Yeah, those guys at those call centers have got scripts and rebuttals. You know, they're they're ready. You guys are all asking the same questions, unfortunately, and they know how to crowd you into being a second level guy that'll get you on the phone now with somebody that's a closer and. You know, so a couple more things that I always like to really tell people about the reverse mortgage. I mean, number one, you do have to have equity. So um, you have to be over 62. We talked about that. Um, you have to have some equity. And and um, because the longer you live and the loan balance is generally growing, right, as we talked about this, it's a negatively amortizing loan. So if you're going to start it out when you're 62, they're going to limit uh, how much money you have access to immediately, right? And so usually it's about 50% equity. And if you're 62, it could even be a little bit less than that. It depends. So, yeah, there's a whole schedule based on age, and it goes from the youngest borrower's age of 62, where you have to have around 52% maximum loan to value, so yeah. almost a full 50% equity. But then if and you're then, 90 years old, right? Yeah. And this is, we don't, People laugh at this all the time. Um, I did a loan one time for a guy. We gave a 30-year fix, and he was like 94. Um, That's a – I mean, you can't discriminate based on age. Yeah, people always come in, and they're like, well, can I get a 30-year fixed mortgage? I'm probably not going to be around to see it paid off. Yeah, "Yeah, of course. Absolutely, you can. Yeah. So – there is no upper end, but the older you are, you know, the actuaries have you having a shorter life expectancy. And so the older you are, then you can get a little bit more loan amount, right? So, yeah, you can get up to a 75% loan to value. So it goes all the way from 52% to 75% between the 62 and 90 plus age category. Yeah, and it's always based on the younger of the two borrowers mm-hmm. because that's the life expectancy that we're, you know, the just the actuaries say that's the greater life expectancy is the younger borrower. Um and then after that also a few years ago we added um that you have to show a little bit of income. It used to be that you didn't have to qualify at all. And I'll tell you what happened. HUD got into some trouble where they did reverse mortgages for people didn't 
didn't take into consideration. So we stopped your mortgage payment, right? You had a mortgage payment your whole life. And then we stopped it with the reverse mortgage. Say, congratulations, you don't have to pay us $2,000 anymore in this mortgage payment. And then a year or two or three years later, the home's uninsured and the property taxes are unpaid. And then the local jurisdiction, right, the county tax assessor is moving at year five towards foreclosing on these elderly people, right? I mean, this is a protected class. Mm-hmm. And they want to foreclose on them because the taxes are delinquent. And at the five-year mark, they become, this is the remedy. And so it was determined by way of the courts that this wasn't clear enough to these people that they needed to keep their home insured and taxes paid. Um, They'd always equated the debt service of the house was like, well, it was the loan, which had the taxes and the insurance in it, and that stopped. So anyhow, today you can have an impound account on a reverse mortgage and also allow you to make payments on them. So that opens up a whole new can of worms too, right? Can't get an interest-only loan? Hey, you can get a reverse mortgage and then make the interest-only payment. Keep the loan balance from growing. That's a, that's a new twist, right? Um, Another question we had was about whether or not you could get a, a line of credit option yeah, so with the reverse mortgage. And that question was asked off the air. Um, I'm not entirely sure exactly what the question was asking. Some of the reverse mortgage is a line of credit, right? So the line of credit goes. It goes up um, 1.5% every year. So you've got kind of some inflation going on. Your home's appreciating in value. So your line of credit, even if you max it out, you'll have more available to you next year and next year and next year. Um, So that's an option. Cool yeah. thing about line of credit is um, if you're drawing on it, you're only paying that interest based on the draw, right? So you're not on the full available line. Yeah. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, creates a little bit more freedom for that borrower that's that's concerned about that. And I think probably most reverse mortgage customers are concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have these conversations with them too. It's like sometimes I see these uh elderly people they sit down in my office and they're just they're just great and as they have their entire life they're sitting here worried more about their kids and their grandkids than they are about themselves so they keep working right they keep working so that they can keep paying the mortgage and not have to be chipping away at the assets that they work so hard to accrue their whole life and their greatest hope with that is to leave that money behind to their children to positively impact their life, right? That's like they see that as their legacy. And sometimes this turns into a little bit of a counseling session where I'm like, look, what what do your kids do? Oh, they're fantastic. You know, Timmy's a doctor and Jane, she's a CPA. Oh, they've given us six grandkids. And that's where we spend our money is traveling and spoiling the grandkids. And like, and you're in here worried about leaving them money who put them through med school and helped them be a cpa i mean these guys don't need your money and if we called them in here right now they would rather you spend the last 20 years of your life with less stress and more freedom and happiness to enjoy those grandkids than you continuing to sacrifice and bend over backwards just to leave them this money um those kind of conversations need to be had. It's like kind of sometimes, or I'll get these people in, we want to pay off the house. For for who? For what? 
for your kids. We don't have kids. What do you? You got some nieces and nephews that you really like. I mean, you're sitting in this chair today because because of money. Money's got you wound up, and you know, like you're kind of having that whole conversation. Sometimes it is just about helping somebody figure out how to pay off their house. That's great, right? Sometimes it's about talking to people about the options and why they might not. You know, it's not one size fits all. But so lastly, let's pack this in real quick before we go to the break because I think we can move on from this topic after this. But um, I mentioned that tax part and that estate planning part. So what happens on a reverse mortgage, like, like we've said, it's negatively amortizing. So the loan might start at $200,000 if that's what it takes to pay off your house or whatever. So that's the loan balance and starts going up and up from there. Well, historically, we make a mortgage payment and we have part of that as interest. And then at the end of the year, we get the 1098 and we write off that interest. And um, But on the reverse mortgage, we're not paying that interest. It's just accruing. It's a debt to be paid later. And so that Usually what happens there is that interest accrues, right? And it's pure interest because they're not adding additional principal on you. That Whatever amount from where you start and when you know your heirs inherit the property or you sell it or refinance it, all that time later, that interest is all payable in that one year. And so that's that, that larger interest write-off that at times can be used – to offset gains in other categories. And this is where some of these guys are crafting pretty savvy estate plans. Like I said, these are wealthy people that have figured out how to use the system um, for their own betterment. And so there's there's some different strategies there. And and like I said, again, if, if that's the kind of help you need, we're happy to talk to you um, and work with your financial advisor. And then lastly, I want everybody to know this before we take this break. A reverse mortgage always starts the same way. You got to go meet with a HUD approved counselor. They do offer telephone meetings, but you got to go through the um, education process with the Q&A. And your loan officer's not there. Tom Selleck isn't there. I'm not there. Who's there is, you know, you and your spouse, maybe... Maybe the um, trustee to your estate. Yeah, another family where someone's going to make a decision-making capacity for you. Um, You guys are going to get shaken down. Make sure you understand what you're doing and why. And that you weren't just sold a bill of goods and you didn't just do something because Tom Selleck told you to. But that you understand what you're doing. You understand the ramifications. You get all your questions answered by somebody that doesn't have a dog in the fight. They aren't making commission. They're not... They don't stand to benefit from this. Their job is to receive the fee for this counseling session. And then at the end of it, when they're satisfied that you guys covered all the bases, they give you a certificate. And that certificate then entitles you to be able to apply for a reverse mortgage. So it starts first with education. Um, and and that's really, like I said before, that's where I want to leave it with you guys. Um, don't criticize that person in the country club that's talking about getting a reverse mortgage and don't help perpetuate these rumors about Betty Jo who lost her house because she made a terrible decision to get a reverse mortgage. That's not true. Um, The bank never takes your home away unless you're unable to occupy it. That's the rule. Um, Your home could go, let's say we had a housing market crash and your 
$250,000 reverse mortgage that you got at age 62 has ballooned to a million dollars and your house is worth $500,000 because of a housing crash, guess what? You still get to live there. And how thrilled are you that you took all that money out? And your credit line's still grown at one and a half percent. Your credit line's still grown. <laughs> um, so again, it's not the right fit for everybody, but I'm proud of the fact that we'll give you an honest conversation about it. And I want to ask all of you to uh, don't perpetuate the myths. Help point people. Be helpful. Tell people if they're considering this that they should go talk to people that really are the experts at it. We're the mortgage experts. So uh, let's do a commercial break here, take some time out to thank the sponsors, and then we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 the Mortgage Experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. 328358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
right, guys, welcome back. Um, thanks for being with us. It, it really is October 5th. It's October. Here in the fourth quarter of this great year. I can't believe it's October. But. Oh, man, I went walking through Costco last week, and they had, like, the Christmas trees out, and the snowmen's are out, and the oh, yeah. you can buy all your lights and ornaments, gift wrap. It's kind of what the words, they got the Halloween stuff up and the Christmas stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. Gets on you quick. Yeah, sure does. Pretty soon it's going to be 2020. This last week I uh, bridged the gap, by the way, when we're putting together a new loan. You know, your first payment date is usually on the, you like you skip a month, right? So like if I fund your loan on the 15th of October, you would have a first payment date that would be December 12, 1. Yeah. yeah. And so this, this last week really. Planning a November closing with a 1-1 first payment? Yep. <laughs> and so the one one twenty. So I'm already having to date documents twenty twenty. Mm. And um boy, that's a trip. I feel like I just barely got used to writing twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It only took nine months. Yeah. Only yeah. took nine, nine months. months. But I don't mess it up at all anymore. <laughs> I am nailing it. And then uh yeah, now we're writing twenty twenty, so that's kinda weird. Just the, it's that time of year where we're straddling that. Um which, by the way, uh, we were back in, uh, I don't know, August such. It was a 10-year yield that was um, talking about going to 1.3. To 1%. I heard people talking about 1%. Sub ones. 1% 10-year treasury yield. Yeah, and it slinked its way back up to about 1.75 was where it was living. And now this week, it just has moved its way all the way back down to around the one six level. It was kind of where I saw it hanging out. Uh, finished yesterday at one five one. Whoa! You missed two days of there. Good we drop. go. So in theory, we should be back down to these recent low interest rates lo- levels that you know we were enjoying just a month or two ago. This magic that you and I have is something else. <laughs> I mean, I just set it up for you, and you just cross-court smash it. <laughs> yeah, if if this treasury yield hangs where it is, and these mortgage-backed securities are they're on another chart, but they're looking pretty similar, and it looks like it's trying to beg back um, that that low mortgage rate that we had a quick snapshot of back in the first week of September. And so it's not quite there yet. I think, honestly, the mortgage rates have... It, it, and this, too, is supported by the mortgage-backed securities charts. It's got about another 20 basis points, maybe 25 basis points to go. Um, but, man, did data last week help this cause? And I think taking the spotlight as the final final on Friday, the much-anticipated jobs report came out for the month. Um, but there was stuff along the week there that was – um, last week in the market was one where the stock market and the bond market showed their um, most common relationship. When the stock market was building, the bond market was falling, and and vice versa. It was um, 
altogether a good week, though, um, driving rates back down towards that that good low level. Um, the Dow did finish up yesterday, 372 points. So it's still at the 26.5 mark, um, which to me feels surprisingly high. The NASDAQ finished up 110 at 79.82, and the S&P finished up 41 at 29.52. So the, those are all pretty decent considering the kind of tumultuous environment we've been in recently. Um, and as a reminder, at the last Fed meeting, the Feds decided to lower rates. They had some interesting speak and um, helps us realize that we probably are on track for more rate cuts. And I really think this is where this is why the bond yield and the mortgage-backed securities have been doing what they're doing is there was some manufacturing data and a job short and other things that are sort of reinforcing this idea that while, well, a couple of them do suggest contraction, some of them just suggest slower growth. And that's a big difference. Well, you have to remember, just a couple of months ago, there was strong belief that the Fed would be cutting as much as a half point at that September meeting or possibly two consecutive quarter point cuts at the September and October meeting. And then right before the September meeting, the sentiment started to change a little bit. Um, There was an announcement that the U.S. and China are going to get together sometime this month to talk about trade. And there was a little bit of optimism that they might work something out. So then all of a sudden, expectations for Fed action changed. Um, Wage growth was looking good. Inflation was stubborn, but... In, you know, still close. So now, you know, we went from believing with all certainty that there would be a half point rate cut, whether in one cut or two cuts, to all of a sudden, maybe just a quarter and maybe they're done for a while. And and with the couple of dissenting votes at the September meeting, you kind of further thought that. There was a handful of votes that, that said, this is it. We don't see the need for future cuts. But now, you know, we had a jobs report this week. That jobs report, you know, as far as number of jobs hired, second month in a row that it was pretty, pretty modest. Um, we only saw 136,000 jobs added after the month prior where it, where it was something similar, 150 or something like that. Well, there was downward revisions. 168 the previous month. Yeah, downward revision, revisions to the prior two months. And this month we expected to add... 175,000 jobs and come in at 136, well below that. Mm -hmm. So, and then also when you dig into this report a little bit, the wage component to it was pretty yucky. It was flat. There was no wage growth. Right. So that's interesting. We did see the actual headline unemployment rate fall to a 50 year low. Lowest rate since 1969 at 3.5%. So that was what garnered all the headlines was that low unemployment rate, which is great. Again, I I still am a believer that this suggests that there's less slack in in the employment market, but not seeing the wage growth. Well, when you have, when you have things where you're hitting record low unemployment, I would expect just logically that the holding hands with that headline is wage growth, right? Mm-hmm. 
hey, look, everybody's working. And, um, hey, companies like ours, we're having a heck, a heck of a time finding people to come do the jobs right now. Mm-hmm. They're not beating down the doors to do the jobs right now. We've, I've got ads out for people I'd like to come do the jobs, and they're not looking for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one sure way to get them, if they're not unemployed looking for work, well, <laughs> wherever they are already working, you got to give them a raise. Talk them off that one and come over here. You know, this grass is greener, which for an employee is generally you either got to hate your boss and or be getting more money, right? Mm-hmm. Some people hate their boss and will stay put just for fear. They don't need to to mix it up and go for the more money. But so it's a bummer when you see record low unemployment and flat wage growth. And then likewise, um, you know, they're – Last year, so just kind of a couple other pieces about it. mentioned that we had downward revisions to the prior two months. That's a bummer, right? Upon looking further and digging further, we find that those months, which were already soft, were softer than we previously thought. And then likewise, you zoom out a little bit. Hey, what's this mean? Should we be pulling the ripcord here, hit the panic button? Last year, uh, 2018, we had an average of 223,000 jobs created each month. Um, you know, what happened there? Well, we had some tax cuts and some increased government spending. We had um, a, a sale full of wind, and that was a good year. I mean, 223,000 monthly average over the course of a whole strong. year is pretty strong. And so far, for the first nine months of this year, our average is at 161. Big difference. It is a big difference. And I think, um, you know, if we didn't, if we weren't being told that we have these headwinds, we being the average person here might not feel it. But um, when you constantly are, are being told, the reasons why there's potential headwind um, and and then things like wage growth. I mean, these numbers could have been okay. I think we would have accepted them better and with more optimism if the wage growth was there, right? It's so the it's, end of a pretty good run. Sure. You can't keep adding record number of jobs all the time. Right. It's been so a that decade part of, it of feels, this. Do you think this report puts the the October – rate cut back on the table that seemed to have all but disappeared? Um, I don't want it to. Okay. Yeah. I'll say that first. But yes, I do. I think it puts it back on the table. Um, I do believe. And, and, and so again, then what I does do, that mean for actual mortgage rates? Uh, potentially even lower from here, okay. which means we could get back to the all-time lows, if I'm right, probably in the first quarter of next year. Hmm. Um, which would be a wild start to 2020, right? Um, but I just and, and I want to I want to um, gird up my position here a little bit just by saying um, let's go back to this last Fed meeting where they did cut rates, um, and then they told us that incoming data will determine what they do next. Okay, um, the language used to describe the economy at the time said that it's sustained expansion of economic activity, okay? That's what they believed was likely, sustained expansion. Um, 
they said that there were uncertainties um, about this outlook. They, they, they said even at the last month's meeting where they mostly were taking future rate cuts off the table said there are things about this outlook that are uncertain, which tells me again that they're looking potentially for um, data and then the last little quote here that I went back and looked up and wrote down again, it says that the Fed will act as appropriate to sustain the expansion, okay? I'm going to suggest that a jobs report like this is not sustaining expansion. With back month revisions and flat wage growth and, you know, this coming in at this time, you know, in the fourth quarter and setting the stage for next year, I think – um, obviously there's more data to come that is going to be, uh, considered before making the decision, but I got to believe that it's back on the table now. Do you think so? I think so. I think, I think the markets are moving in that direction, believing again in that quarter point rate cut in October. Yeah. So, you know, that, that meeting's not far away. It's coming up here real soon. Oh, things I'm reading are suggesting that the feds will cut its target range by one quarter point here in the fourth quarter and then another quarter in Q1, Ooh. which would be a half point below where we are now, which if it correlated directly, puts a 10 year down to 1% and puts 30 year fix down to three and a quarter, which is ultimately... The low um, watermark ever. Yes, that's that's the low of the low. If you have a three and a quarter, thirty year fixed, you are among the the proud few that caught it right at the bottom. So anyhow, um I'm looking forward to that. Feels good for me. Sure. Some of, some of my friends in this one business networking community I'm in, they said, um, well, are you guys freaked out? I was like, hang on. You realize that from TARP and through that recession and everything that went down with the easing and the bond buying and the mortgage-backed securities and the whole gig, the the real estate and mortgage industries were among the only few industries that seemed to be stimulated when times were good and when times were bad. And I could only argue that continuing to stimulate them now when they're still relatively good is a pretty perfect case in point. Uh, we need to do the final commercial break here of the show. Uh, then what? You got uh, your I'll probably have another Who song to bring us back. From the okay, break. so it's going to be something out of the the Who category. Yeah, pretty much. It's something. Yeah, I'm just leaving guessing. Can't wait. Yeah. I told you this already, but I'll just brag to listeners. So you know, I saw Who Quadrophenia live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's do a break. Yeah. <laughs> Final break of the show means that you're you're almost done. You're uh, Dan and I are going to race off to support our children in uh, their Saturday endeavors. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, all about hometown here. Getting your kids if only my kids were cheering for Dan's kids' soccer team, then we could all be at the same field. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. Break time. Back in a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. In the heart of wine country, 
in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts. You can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. 328358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. I love it. I chorus the slider. The Who. This is with the Who and Halloween's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's a great pick. There it is. I think we have to play this again around Halloween. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I like all that Halloween music that you pick. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back. If you've been with us this far... You're an hour and 46 minutes into exhilarating talk radio. Hour and 47 minutes. Mm. Yeah, we only have 13 minutes. Creepy crawly. Creepy, creepy crawly, crawly, creepy, creepy crawly, crawly, creepy, creepy crawly, crawly. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember riding in my dad's Impala. And he'd put this on, and when that part started, you know, your dad would do that like knee tickle thing that you can do to your kids. Yeah. That's what he would do. Uh, creepy, creepy, crawly, crawly, and get you just squirming in your seat. <laughs> See, good times. The shutter of the cruising down yeah. Ventura Boulevard in the Impala. 
See, you can do the you can do the Boris the Spider, and Dan and I can stand in for Pinball Wizard. We'll mm-hmm. be great here. It's great times. All got our special talents. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I mentioned this before. Um, we've got South Korea is now expected to miss its 2019 GDP growth target. Germany's leading economic institute lowered their forecast for GDP for Germany for 2019 and for 2020. Japan's September household confidence decreased. Hong Kong's August retail sales tumbled. UK's September construction fell. So they get kind of a just look. Cherry picking negative headlines from around the globe here. Yeah. <laughs> just wondering if there's a case to be made. And well, you know, it's a, there's just uh, so much talk about it now. You know, now you got to go look for the evidence. If you're going to join, if you're going to firmly join camp global recession, you got to know how to support it, right? I don't know. Chicago PMI came out. This was. Uh, a pretty awful number. Um, measure contracted for the third time in a four-month period in the month of September. This number um, is a measure of business conditions, and this is one of these where uh, the number 50 is – the difference between a number above 50 represents growth within the business conditions in the Chicago region, um, and a number below 50 represents uh, a contracting business environment. It went below 50 to 47.3. That's the lowest level since the... um, the end of the recession, really, which is like marked in 2009. So this is just showing um, about a 10-year low. When you dig into this, though, one of the things you begin to realize is that the strike at GM, they believe, is is impacting this number pretty significantly. And so it you can't hang the hat on it. But um, these kinds of, of data points – both here and abroad, these are the things I think the feds are going to consider when they sit down to the next meeting to make determination if they should hold or cut rates. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as is always the case, we'll keep clipping these articles and, and talking about this stuff on the show here, but it's a, it's definitely, um, I'd say it's, Better than anybody's guess at this point. It, it, you know, the the people that study this and make a living at studying this um, are all suggesting now that we're getting a rate cut again. Which I, you know, like I said, I I'm not convinced that we need it, but feels like we're getting it. Yeah. It does. I mean, the the pressures around the globe, I think, are driving that. But I think really when you look at the American economy, it still shows um, 
it still shows that we've got a strong jobs market, right? There's record, I don't know, 50-year low in unemployment. That's a record. There's companies like ours looking to hire. Um, there's, I don't know, there's opportunity to get your foot in the door of a new home. You know, when, when rates were creeping up to the mid fours, even to the 5% range, you kind of thought you were maybe that window was closing on you a little bit. Well, as well, far as affordability goes, this sure helps affordability, helps combat those rising prices, having cheaper financing. So the window stays open a little longer for those who wanted to get into a, a home. So that that's a positive here. Um, you know, I, I think... I don't think you see anything alarming with our uh, with our economy. I think really the, most of the the pressure are are the headlines you're talking about, which are from around the globe. You've got other parts of the world that are that are you know trending downward a little bit, and and that's the only thing bringing us down. Otherwise, I feel like we're still on pretty firm footing. Um, and so what we can do is we can try to stay in line with our economic allies and just hope that they recover sooner than later so that we can get back to growing at a better clip. Yeah. I feel like uh, I I look at I, – I started to talk about this a little bit earlier with one of the, the listeners of the show that I talked to this week asking that question about well, are we at, the, at this place where real estate values are going to go down and – you know, it, it seems certain that there's an economic slowdown coming at some point, right? Is that in six months or 24 months? We really have no idea. But it'd be wise of you to acknowledge that, well, sure, there's a slowdown coming, right? That's inevitable. It's part of the cycle here. Uh, but in terms of real estate, when we look at it, I mean, looking nationally, I, I want to look at a few different metrics to kind of gauge the health of real estate today. And I think these things are, they all couple together here to tell the story. No one is independent of the other, but we've got to talk about inventory, which has a lot to do with um, buyer interest, which then sets up the conversation about supply and demand and ultimately then prices, right? And nationally, it's these these numbers are relatively easy to track now, thanks to how great technology is. But nationally, we've got five and a half months worth of inventory, which is not bad. I mean, we've been talking long, long time. We've accepted that three to six months worth of inventory is a healthy real estate market. In six to nine months, yeah, Can six to nine months is is often a normal range. Um, home prices. The, you know, let's not cloud this in the historicals too much here, but home prices are appreciating between 3 and 7%, depending on the part of the country that you're in. And here locally, I'd venture to suggest that we're seeing numbers at the higher end of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got, because of that, limited supply High demand, pretty firm prices. We're seeing um, 
nationally and locally, the statistics suggest that a well-priced home gets 98% of its list price is where it closes at. So, um, you know, it'd be good for us at some point. I mean, I, I feel like we'll still be doing this show when we do start to experience uh, some recession because we started this show with the recession last time, and I would suggest kind of as a result of it. And we uh, we had a great run. I, again, I don't think it's over by any means, but um, just be really interesting to see what happens in this next go-around in terms of um, home values. You well, know? you mentioned that the, you know, people, it was affecting inventory, these you know, that people were feeling trapped in their home by rate because of their financing. But now, wouldn't you suggest that with rates dropping near historic lows again, that it almost creates an opportunity for movement, for people to be willing to sell their home that they live in now and buy something new, which only further creates interest or demand as you're putting it kind of but also you got to remember that that three and a quarter mark is about a five year ago phenomenon yeah yeah so i might be able to take you time machine back five years in interest rates and give you a three and a quarter again but the other problem here other than just rate is that Let's talk about you pick the city and the county and let's talk about what happened to the value of that house over the last five year period. So this conversation ends up pretty quickly over its property tax rate. Yeah. But if you're, I mean, if you're going from like, let's say your home five years ago was worth $500,000 and today it's worth $700,000. I mean, you're still only talking about a $200 a month increase in tax obligation. Which so, is kind of a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, a point and but a quarter. But it's a lot better for... than the tax rate, the tax increase and going from, you know, your three and a quarter uh, interest well, rate to definitely. what was like a four and a half or four and three quarter interest rate. Now you're talking a major difference sure. in monthly housing expense. Yeah. So, so you're right. kind of opens that up again. It, it, it minimizes that difference for sure. But then, you know, and this is the part where most people arrive at this is like, okay, cool. Um, are you dissatisfied with your house, Dan? Want to move? I mean, there's things. School district you want to get to? There's things. Single I'm, level home? I'm not dissatisfied, but you I could always pool? be more. I'm always looking to see if I could be more satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> but the the problem is, though, is that, okay, well, cool. Um, you need to sell your house. To buy a house and the inventory is limited, right? So you could potentially get yourself caught up into something where the emotion that causes you to want to sell your house is to find complete satisfaction in your next house. But the inventory is such that that might not be perfectly possible. You might end up settling because the inventory is tight, right? There's just not all of the options. But anyhow, that's the... That's the state of the affairs around here. Um, guys, if you want help this week with anything, you know, get pre-approved, try to 
look at investment property, whatever that, we'd love to help you with it. 543 loan rings all of our offices. Um, but yeah, call us up too if you want to talk about a refi, see if we can save you some money, get you out of that mortgage insurance, consolidate some debt, whatever. Uh, we're here for you, centralcrosslending.com. Thanks for being with us.